The anxieties around sexting and dirty talk have a lot of overlap, and most people fall on one side or the other of what they prefer, but they're both things that give folks a lot of anxiety. And I think a big part of it is simply that most of us don't have a ton of experience saying these words, like out loud with our face or even texting them to other people. Like, these aren't sentences that we string together often. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to another Focus Friday episode. This is Season 2, Episode 7. We're Finn and Emma, and today we are talking all about sexting. Which, if you're not familiar, is when you have the sex via texting. <laughs> have the sex via texting. Right. Yes, that's a perfect description. <laughs> and that's how I initiate all my sex. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Would you like to have the sex with me today? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, this conversation is actually amazing. We're talking with Bex Caputo. He will introduce himself better than we ever could, but he is a sex educator, kink educator, porn performer, and he sex a lot. <laughs> so he is an expert. He is a sexpert. Sexpert. Yes. Sure. <laughs> that was an easy one. I thought you were going to get that one. Yeah. Okay. No, it is. That was a good one. That was you'll, a good one. You'll we'll give you another chance later on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cover a lot of topics in this episode all about how do you get started sexting? How do you keep it going? What happens if one of you is not into it? Or like how to how to handle those situations? I don't know. It's a wide-ranging and amazing conversation with Bex. Yeah, there's a ton of tips and tricks, plus a couple of bloopers. And <laughs> there are also links in the show notes to all the different references and uh, resources that Bex talks about. Uh, one other thing we did want to say here at the top, um, there is a conversation about halfway through or so uh, where Bex talks about being on T. And he explains what that means a few minutes later, but we figured rather than we'll save you a little confusion. Bex is a trans guy. So he's been on testosterone for a few years and that's what he's referencing. Yep. So again, fantastic conversation. We're super pumped about this. It is fun and it is amazing. And a quick reminder, you can find the show notes on our website, uh, normalizingnonmonogamy.com or go click on the link in your podcast player there as well. Also, while you're on our website, you can go check out our favorite resources. One of them is stdcheck.com. It's also one of our favorite affiliates of the podcast, and we just had to mention it here because it seems applicable, don't you think? I think so because you can say, well, how am I going to get an STI while I'm doing the sex while texting? And maybe you're not, but what if you're sexting? To lead up to something. Foreplay. Right. So you're getting all hot and bothered and you're like, I need to go, I need to jump in the car, drive seven hours and go go get this booty call on. <laughs> but you might want to get us get your test self-tested first. Yep. So at scucheck.com. So the way you do that is you go to our <laughs> website, you click on the links, you save $10, which brings the cost of a 10-panel test down to $130 plus. I mean, bonus, you support the podcast financially, right. which we love. And then in about 24 hours, you get your results texted to you and they're in your online portal and you can show them to all of your sex partners and your sex partners. <laughs> 
Andrew, and your sexting partners. Anybody you want. Anybody you yeah, want. Yeah, you can show them to anybody. There's no, no judgment here. So again, this is a service M and I use. It's super fast. It is super easy. We've been using it for years and we absolutely love it. Check it out for yourself. We think you'll love it as well. And yeah, help you get your sex done. Yes. All right. I think we're ready. Let's go talk to Bex. All right. No spoiler. Oh, that we're, yeah. What no did I just say? I no just spoiler. said no spoiler. No like, oh, what do you mean about this shit? <laughs> Let me just spoil it. <laughs> nope. No spoilers. I won't say anything either. <laughs> right. All right. Well, welcome. I'm going to say welcome back to the show, Bex. I have no idea what order these episodes are coming out in, but you either already came on the show or you're going to come on the show in the future. And Time, for- this is our second, re- yeah, <laughs> right. this is our second recording with you. <laughs> yes. and, in, in, in as many hours. So we're super thrilled to have you back. And I mean, we're, we're here to talk about sexting today, which is texting and sex mashed into one, just in case nobody knew that. Um, but before we do, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who Bex is and maybe why sexting is such a passion of yours? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm Bex, if you may have heard already, if not foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> I am a sex educate, sex and kink educator um, working primarily along the East Coast. I teach most of my workshops online at this point because of COVID. But I teach all about sex and kink, including about sexting. And it is a particular passion of mine uh, because I've been in quite a few long-distance relationships. Well, one major long-distance relationship and a handful of other shorter long-distance relationships. And sexting has been a core part of those. And it's also just something I really enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, maybe to k- kick it off is sort of... Oh, I probably should also mention I'm a porn performer who sexes people professionally and gets paid for it. That's probably a qualification. <laughs> I, think, I think so. There. We'll call yeah. those your credentials. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> what makes you qualified to even talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so, so my first question is, I think it can be intimidating to people, right? You, mm-hmm. you. Well, it's vulnerable. It can be very vulnerable, which I will argue. I feel more comfortable sexting than I do like trying to speak the words to somebody because I can mm-hmm. hide behind my screen. Yeah. And if I'm like, I'm going to say this thing and I can be like, well, I don't want to, I don't get to see their reaction. So I'll just imagine it was good. Mm-hmm. Try, try to imagine it was good. But I think for somebody who's like saying like, hell no, never going to sex. It grosses me out or it squicks me out. What do you like for maybe that person who's like, wants to dip a toe in, where do you recommend starting? Yeah. Well, First of all, if your answer is like, hell no, I'm, I'm not into it, that's like you, whatever, you, you don't have to want to do the thing, of course. Um, but if exactly. you're like, that's terrifying and kind of hot, uh, you can absolutely explore it. I find, I mean, where to start, you have a couple of options. Um, first of all, you can go to a site like Sext Panther or Night Flirt or your favorite sex workers uh platform of choice and hire someone 
they're not going to make fun of you. I promise you're paying them, right? Um, so you can create a little context where you can explore this thing in a situation where the person is going to be excited about the thing that you're doing, right? And you can dip your toes in and see what it can look like to have a good experience doing that, right? That's a really great context to do that in. Also, you can just explore with a partner or someone you feel super comfortable being particularly vulnerable with. You're not going to wait until a moment when you feel totally fine. Like, there's never going to be a moment where you're not a little nervous about doing it. I sex people professionally, and someone hot sends me a nude, and I'm like, oh god, oh, oh shit, oh fuck, uh, I gotta say a thing, shit, okay, no, I can, I can be hot, no, it's fine, very chill, it's fine, right? Like, <laughs> so your point, your point is that it's okay to have the little freak out moments in your head at all times, at any point, like, right. it doesn't matter, because we're, we're all human. <laughs> right, and it's still nerve-wracking doing hot things with someone you're attracted to, right? Um, so I don't think you have to wait for a point or expect there to be a moment where you're suddenly going to be super comfortable, right? Um, I think when you're dipping your toes in, it can be helpful to do it in circumstances and with people that you feel safe and comfortable with, and you know they're not going to do whatever that thing you're terrified is, you know, make fun of you for your word choice or suddenly not be turned on or whatever, yeah. I love that. And I love the idea because like, I know something that can come up. Uh, I think we've heard it quite a bit in the past of like, people are like, we're interested in a threesome or interested in something like that. And they're like, well, we're going to go hire a sex worker. And mm-hmm. it's like a low pressure way where I think Dan Savage is like, you're, you're not paying them for the sex. You're paying them to go away afterwards. And I know that's a bit of a harsh thing, but like you, you are paying for an practice. Yeah. You're paying for an experience in an, in a closed, safe environment. And I think that that recommendation of like, go hire someone professionally and like practice with them. Like, I think that's an amazing, uh, an amazing tip. I would never have even thought of. Well, I just wanted to ask, like, if someone were to do that, can you describe the process a little bit so that people have a, a, an understanding? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a couple of different paths you can take, right? There are, is a site called Sext Panther, uh, which is the one that I am familiar with. And there's also one called Night Flirt, which I am less familiar with. But they are both platforms that allow you to, that are specifically for sexting on. So you can browse their list of models, whatever, and they will have their rates, you know, a dollar per message or whatever. And generally you pay for the messages you send, not the ones you receive, right? So you can have a conversation there. Models will list the things they're excited about talking about and that sort of thing, and you'll find something that suits your interests. Alternatively, um, if you have a venue you already go to for your porn, um, if you have a Twitter feed full of OnlyFans models that you like, or, you know, an OnlyFans list of people or whatever, uh, you can approach one of those models and ask them if they offer sexting sessions. Many of them do either through a platform for it or, you know, flat rate and sex me on WhatsApp or whatever that looks like, right? Um, So if you have someone that you're excited about, you can say, hi, and I would approach them up front hi, do you offer sexing sessions? Can you tell me your rates, right? Up front, I have money I would like to give you. Tell me what that looks like because we get a lot of time wasters and you want to distinguish yourself from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Love a good it. tip too. Yeah. And so you've you've maybe done some practice now with a professional mm-hmm. or you've just gone to your partner and said that it's something you want to do or, or maybe you haven't. Like, how do you, how do you recommend initiating that conversation? 
Yeah. Is it just you just um, open with a dick pic, I assume? That's how we do most things. Yeah, uh not so much. <laughs> <laughs> that, although, so you, like the way I say in my workshop, suddenly sexting TM like is a mood, right? For people that you have an established relationship with, like there are yep. certain people who can send me a dick pic out of the blue, and I would be like, "Why, hello?" That is not <laughs> right. the, the frequency of people that send. Like I get way more dick pics than that, and from never from those people, right? Um, <laughs> but like in, uh, so I would say. In most cases, um, if you have never sexted with someone before, I like bringing up the concept of the thing in a context, possibly even outside them doing it, right? This is how I like to approach any new sexy thing I want to do with someone. I don't necessarily say, hey, would you like to sext me? I will say, like, I was reading this article about sexting. Have you ever done something like that? Right? Because putting someone right on the spot and thinking about, I want you to do this thing with me presumably soon, is a lot more stressful than, have you ever considered this concept? Um, and then you yeah. can get an idea of if they enjoy it, if they don't, and get the conversation rolling. The other way I sometimes approach it, right, um, is similarly to how I initiate sex, right? Um, people think that sexting is this totally separate thing because it happens in this digital place, but it's not, right? Initiation could look like a gradual escalation, taking turns, moving towards slightly more explicit conversation, right? So I might start with a little bit of flirting, and then maybe my flirt gets a little saucier, and if they take it a little spicier, then I keep moving. I The metaphor in my head is like a staircase, right? I'm not going to jump four stairs ahead of them, that's going to make it hard to communicate with them. But I might step one stair ahead or one stair below, and that will kind of help us adjust the energy, right? And we can move the staircase together alternating. So Mm -hmm. that is what initiating sex feels like in person for me, and it is also often what sexting feels like for me. Yeah. I love the idea, like you said, to bring up the conversation, not in a putting them on the spot way, because it's, and somebody could do that totally innocently of like, Hey, I'm just curious. Like I, I would, you could be too forward too fast without meaning to. Mm -hmm. And so if you're easy, if it's easier just to say, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you ever considered this? Especially if it's someone new, Mm -hmm. um, or you, I mean, even in a long-term relationship, if it's something that you've been in a relationship for 15 years and it's never been part of your relationship, well, who knows your partner may have thought about it. So bring it up in that way too. Like, Hey, is this, have you ever considered this? And I would like to talk about it and see if that's something that we could bring to our relationship possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, frankly would think sometimes those more established relationships are the harder ones to bring it up in because you feel like you have the way that this works, you know, you know, the things about your partner and they've been your partner for however many years. Right. Um, so sometimes that's harder. And I am like happy to be the scapegoat in those situations. Like I was listening to some guy on a podcast talking about sexting and it got me thinking, have you ever thought about it? Right. You, you can present it like you encountered this idea in the world, not like you've been thinking about it for the last three weeks and trying to come up with a way to bring it up. Right. That might be yep. true. That can also feel like a lot of pressure, right? So you can be like, huh, I've, I've encountered this idea, right? And, and raise the conversation that way. Because, yeah, functionally, do you want to do this thing and have you ever thought of this thing? 
may feel the same, but in receiving them, when you haven't considered the idea before, it can feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might add one piece to that, which is, I think I would probably take the additional step of saying like, I am interested in, or I have mm-hmm. thought of this, or it intrigues me using that as sort of a way to tell that other person, like, especially if it's, you know, this is, can be maybe a taboo thing. And if you're, you know, you put them quote unquote on the spot and they're going to be like, Oh no, I would never. Right. And then you're like, Oh shit. I, but like, if you can say, you can state your interest up front in a like low pressure way, like, Hey, feel free to say no. Like we don't have to, but like, I think this might be fun. What do you think? Cause then it gives them the freedom to say, Oh, I I'm safe here. I can, I can share my actual desire and you're not going to judge me for it. Right. And you've role modeled that vulnerability for them and shown what it could look like to express interest. And you don't like, if you're not comfortable, it doesn't have to even look like, you know, oh, and I'm, I'm really into this thing. It can look like I encountered this and it's, I'm curious about it. I'm really like, this is really interesting. Like, or it can just like, just, just nudge that door open a little bit for them so that they feel like they can step through it and get that conversation going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. And so I think like having covered a little bit of like, well, I think consent is sort of built in there. Even mm-hmm. like, I think even in an existing relationship to be able to text the person and say, Hey, you know, I'm in this mood today. Would, are you open to that? Like, is that a space you're in today versus like they wake up and roll over and they're pulling the sleep out of their eyes. And all of a sudden there's like, this like super graphic, like mm-hmm. literatica story, like, while that's amazing, I worry that that could set you up for disappointment because you may not get the response you want and you've just been super vulnerable. So I feel like that consent can actually like, that really benefits both of you. You're not going to throw something vulnerable out there and have it land like a, you know, like a rock. Right. Exactly. I definitely recommend kind of testing the waters with someone before you're sending them something particularly explicit, Um, unless you are like very established in the ways that y'all relate to each other, in which case you know your relationship better than I do. Um, But in most instances, I recommend testing the waters simply because the thing about sexting is by definition, we're probably not in the same place. I mean, yeah, I can sex you across the room when we're at a party and that's fun in a different way. But for the most part, I got no idea what you're doing, right? And if you're sitting at brunch with your mom, maybe you're not in the mood to sext me right now, right? And even just, are you, you know, especially if I'm sending you nudes or something, right? Are you in a situation where you can get a screen full of my ass and not get in trouble, right? Um, so whether that is explicitly like, hey, I had a dream about you and I'd love to tell you, or like, can I tell you this thing I've been thinking about doing to you all morning, right? Something that is like a little spicy and teases the waters or whatever. You could also have something like you could very explicit hi would you like to sex today right or you can have like depending on your relationship if the person has is worried about notifications popping up on their screen you can have something that between the two of you means hey are you in a place where you can sex right now right 
you know, hey, are you available to go over those reports or, you know, whatever the fuck it looks like. Um, but something yeah. because... A code word. Exactly. Because yeah. we're going to have... A lot of us have our phones just out. And sometimes you don't know what someone's privacy settings are before you send them pictures of your holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I will say, right, there. I know there are some people who land in the camp of like, oh, well, yeah, and this is a whole different consent conversation, but like talking about it beforehand ruins the spontaneity and it's not as fun. And it's like, is it? Or like, how fun would it be if you send a dick pic to your partner and they had just handed their phone to their kid to play on Minecraft or YouTube and now it pops up in the notification? Like, so maybe consent is pretty important here. Um, not, right. not just f- for the obvious reasons. And like, if you are a person who it is really hot to like randomly get pictures of your partner's junk, like that's fine. That's an energy. You don't have to necessarily have a conversation every time you send them. Exactly. But you better have one conversation that says, what is the best way for me to send you nudes if I want to send them randomly? Yep. Right. Yeah. Is there an app we can put them in that doesn't show preview notifications of the photos or is that a setting I can turn off in some section? Right. Like yeah. talk about what, cause you might have a situation in which that really works for y- y'all, but like you should probably be familiar with their phone settings at least a little bit or what you're setting them up for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love that. So we kind of established options for uh, like seeking someone out to mm-hmm. help that you know practice uh, um with a sex worker we've we've established like ways to bring it up with your partner and kind of the and how to make sure you're uh having that consent conversation but once we've pa- we're past all that and we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna actually get to this and now we gotta say shit right right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's that's your advice the, there <laughs> that's the big question right what do you say that's what i get all the time um so i'm actually looking at my notes from my workshop here um because i have a whole list of ideas right and the obvious one the one that every sexual educator will give you is the uh talk about what you're gonna do talk about what you're doing and talk about what you did that's one of dan savage's favorites right and that is the easiest go-to, right? Um, I can't wait to suck your cock later. God, your cock feels so good in my mouth. Wow, I loved sucking your cock the other night. Ta-da! In addition to that, though, other ideas, you can say uh, things like, what do you think it would be like to dot dot dot, right? You know, what do you think it would feel like to touch me when I feel this way? Or what do you think it would feel like to try this thing? I do... uh, a favorite of mine is uh, last night I had a dream where, or I was daydreaming about, or last night I got off thinking about X, Y, Z, right. Um, to kind of set up a scenario, uh, or I watched some porn the other day or read some literatica the other day and I can't stop thinking about something. What would you do if I, and then kind of filling in a scenario here, right. I wonder, which is just, I wonder what you'd do if I X, Y, Z, or I wonder what it would feel like if I, right? Um, So a lot of what sexting looks like for me is like building up some sort of imaginary scenario or reminiscing on something that we've done, right? And then taking that kind of skeleton of an idea, right? And just building in detail to flesh out the scenario and make it feel a little bit more real. Yeah. And so let's say you go ahead and initiate this. You've gone through all the consent pieces. Mm -hmm. 
And the, that, now the, the other person's like, okay, my partner just sent me this amazing thing and I read it. What the hell do I say back? Mm-hmm. Do I go, you said, oh, I want to do this. And you go, yes. <laughs> like, what, like what's a, how do we respond in a way that then like keeps it going? Or what happens if the thing they said isn't something we want to talk about. Maybe. Well, and I think that's a separate. It we'll is. Let's get there in a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first half of that, and then we'll wrap around to that. Because um, the first answer, I think, I'm going to guess you're familiar with the first rule of improv, which is yes and. Uh, it is one of the first rules of sexting as well. If your partner offers something that you are excited about, accept their proposition and build on it, Right. You're going to do those things to me. Great. Um, so from there, I could talk about what I would like you to do next. I could take the idea that you're describing and elaborate on it, right? So if you're touching me in this way, this is how I would react. This is what it would feel like physically on my body, right? Like your hands are so soft or whatever. It could also be this is what it would feel like emotionally, right? Like, oh God, I, you know, uh, your hand on my throat makes me feel like your subby little boy, right? Like it could be, so I want to describe my experience of what it would feel like to experience what you've described to me. Also tapping into your senses, right? So what would I see if I was experiencing what you described? What would I hear, smell, taste, right? What sounds would I make? Um, and sometimes I like to get meta with it, right? So if I'm not living in this scenario with you and fleshing out this scenario by either, you know, adding detail or extending it. I talk about how I responded to the message I just got. Like, gosh, I really hope the other people in this mall can't tell how blushy I am right now. Or like, you would not believe the sound I made when I read what you just wrote to me right now. Right? So as a way to like, re-emphasize or even like, I'm so hard right now, right? Emphasize the reactions that, like the fact that, hey, your text got the response you wanted that I am having. Mm -hmm. And there is something particularly fun, at least for me, about describing a physical response to something that's just a message, right? It makes me feel, as the person who sent it, particularly powerful, which is quite fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. And now circling back to the second part of this question is what if you don't like, what if it hits you wrong and you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, and you don't know how to respond because you don't want to let that other person down, but maybe it's not your jam. Right. Um, So I say the first rule is yes. And there are obviously things that you're not going to super be into. And that is a spectrum, right? Um, So if like, if the answer is no, I don't want to talk about this thing or I don't want to sext you or like, it can be as easy as no, no is a complete sentence. And if you are trying to, uh, like, I would still like to be sexting you. I would still like to be like developing some sort of rapport and relationship with you. No is not so much a complete sentence. That's not actually going to facilitate those goals for you. You probably want more than that. So generally what I would do in that situation is if it is like a hard limit for me, if I'm like, absolutely not, I might say, hey, I'm not comfy talking about that, but I would love to talk about this. Uh, Might even Mm -hmm. give them some context. That way they know like that's very off limits. If it's not my jam, but I don't care. Like 
you could talk about anal with me. It's not necessarily going to turn me on, but fine. We whatever. I might just re- gentle redirect, right? Like, actually, I'm not so much into getting my ass fucked tonight, but like, I can't stop thinking about how good you'd feel in my front hole, right? A gentle redirect and make the other option hot and fun and like, actually, not so much, but like, I would love to do this because no one is going to hear like, you know, but actually, I can't stop thinking about the way your cum tastes and be like, I don't know. That doesn't sound fun, right? Like <laughs> they're just, they're they're gonna they're gonna take the other path and be like, great, sure, sounds good, excellent, right? Um, so offer them the graceful way to take the no and give them that other opportunity to reemphasize, I want to be here and I want to be doing this. Just not exactly that, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that, and and maybe along the same lines, like the. You've, you've thrown out a lot of different euphemisms for different holes and <laughs> positions and acts, body parts. Are you look for a thesaurus? Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, how do you, how do you navigate which, which words to use? Because you, you, could, you could find 200 different words for penis. Mm-hmm. How do you know which one to go with? Yeah, that's a complicated one. There are several paths, right? Um, first of all, you can straight up ask right? Which is a thing that I do. Sometimes that can feel clunky and admittedly it is a trickier thing to do gracefully. The other thing that I do is uh, wait for them to say it first. Have opportunities where presumably if we're exchanging conversation, I might just say like, you know, get to a point where like, or like I'll end my side of the conversation with, and then I start reaching down to your pants and unbuttoning them and sliding inside. The next thing you're going to say to me is probably what you call your genitals. And like, you're probably going to pick the words that you find sexy. Um, one of the things I do most when I'm sexting is get really curious about the language my partner uses. And I use that to learn the things they find hot, the bits of the scenario that they're focused on, right? If all you're talking, if like we're sexting and you keep mentioning the way I smell, that's probably a pretty erotic scent for you. Sense for you. Scent. Right? So I am going to look at the language you use, and very obviously I will take like the words you use for your body and parrot them back to you because you've role modeled what you like. But I will also like pull other bits from there. However, I can't always rely on someone to have used the word I wanted before it comes up, right? Sometimes I do need to... <laughs> Ask the thing. Um, and often I will try and do that in a somewhat flirty way. Um, like a thing that comes up for me a lot in kink is I will often want to call someone an honorific, right? Ma'am or mistress or sir, whatever. And that's not something they often role model first. Um, but I might say, like, uh, send them something, oh, yes, I would love to worship at your feet. And then in parentheses say, I'm feeling compelled to call you an honorific. Can you tell me which one you would like? Right? Um, So I can, I love using parentheses for like little stage whispery kind of asides. Um, And I can use that to like set myself up for the moment when I would use that. So like I'm still saying something hot and like fun and say like, "Mm, I want a word here and I don't know which one it is. Can you let me know which one would be appropriate? 
Um, this is particularly fun in kinky context because you have that deference, but you can use it for any. And in most cases, I find people are quite smitten with my desire to use words they like rather than like, oh, that's so clunky. Yeah. Right, right. Rather yeah. than getting hung up on the semantics of it all, like, like exactly. your, your attempt, exactly. right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think like that's actually my, my personal favorite approach. I love the like, yeah, you, you walk them up to the line and then you let them mm-hmm. take you across the line and tell you the words to use. Mm-hmm. But like for me, and this is probably my own personal like fears of offending people, I'm very much the like, and, and I think this is, it, 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 it parallels to just in-person sex as well of like, how, yeah. how do you like sex? Like, how do you like to be touched? How do you like to touch people? Where do you like to be touched? Like, what words do you like to use? How do you like to be talked to? Like, all of these things. And, like, if you can talk about those things for, you know, that doesn't need to be a four-hour conversation. But if you have this conversation, then you can go into something that could be intimidating with a whole lot less fear. Because you're like, oh, I want to say a thing, but I'm afraid it's going to come off weird. Uh, but like now you've gotten that out of the way and you know, like they told you that they like this word or that word and you can, you can tread yeah. a lot more freely. Yeah. You can feel space. confident because you're basically working from yeah. like a word bank of words you already know they find sexy. I don't know if y'all are familiar with a yes, no, maybe list. Um, yeah, it's, it's a kinky tool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But please describe uh, it's a kinky it. tool generally yeah. designed for taking activities and sorting your, your interest in them. Yes, I want to do the thing. No, I don't want to do the thing. Maybe once I learn more about the thing, maybe if you take me out to dinner first, you know, whatever that looks like, right? So you can do that with activities, certainly, but you can also do it with words. And it's the thing I do with language a lot. Um, So you can easily send someone a word bank of sexy words. I have one on my website. It's my favorite, but others exist. Um, And allow them to sort them into three categories, words they find sexy, words that they don't, and words that are sexy, like maybe in certain contexts or whatever. And then you can work from a place of like, no, no, I know the words that turn you on, and I can use them to weave a story that is fun for both of us. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I was, you know, because I knew we were having this conversation today, I was thinking earlier today about sexting and some different like mm-hmm. games to play with it and and i have spent some time in your yes no maybe <laughs> list and that's not a euphemism but um <laughs> like i was just thinking like you can almost create like a mad lib game out of it if, especially if you're just kind of getting started like hey here's a list of 20 words pick three of them mm-hmm. and tell me a sexy story that incorporates these three and then mm-hmm. you get to see what are the three words that they were drawn to and where do they go with those three words? And then you get to like learn about this person. You get to play, you're playing mm-hmm. in a safe sandbox because they picked the words. Um, you get to learn a whole lot and like, and you get yeah. a sexy story out of it. So I no, I love that. And I love playing these little games with things and stuff. Um, because I think so the anxieties around sexting and dirty talk have a lot of overlap and most people fall on one side or the other of what they prefer, but they're both things that give folks a lot of anxiety. And I think a big part of it is simply that most of us don't have a ton of experience saying these words like out, out loud with our face or even texting them to other people. Like these aren't sentences that we string together often that we don't even know necessarily how they sound coming out of our mouths, like in our voices, right? So 
another really great way to practice that. I love this idea, and I also, like, folks, um, I will recommend reading erotica to each other or sending stories back and forth. And what's fun about that is you can highlight and pull out the parts that you find sexy and the sentences you like and learn what written erotic material your partner finds hot without having to pen the words yourself at first, right? You can see the words Mm -hmm. that they have, and you can see what it looks like, right? If you're reading them out loud to each other, you can hear what it sounds like in your voice, right? And talk about the bits that are really hot and the bits that you're like, "Hmm, that one didn't so much work for me, right? Um, And learn your tastes with a little bit less vulnerability, right? Someone else is doing that vulnerability for you when they wrote the book. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And and just to build on that just a little, and I'm curious, Emma, if you remember this, many moons ago, we used to send each other this type of thing via email. Oh, and, yeah, via email. Mm-hmm. And we would even, I would go in and like do a find replace on the names and swap the names for our names. So then it was like, it was almost like we wrote the story for us. And I don't know, it just had. I remember that. All right, just yeah. making sure it yeah. landed. That's excellent. That's was, that was that was early on. It was that was early, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. We should probably. I love encouraging folks <laughs> to, to like share the stuff that gets them off because it's just, I don't know, it's like it is a fun way to show things that are hot. And then like from there you can start the conversation of, Oh, would you like to try this thing maybe? Or like, or you don't necessarily have to, you can just enjoy that. Like, look at this weird thing that turned me on for a minute. Like the number of times that I watch porn at like 1am and the next day I'm like, Hey pet, look at this weird shit I found. Like, (laughs) Yeah, but it's we just were, a really great way to like connect and share. Like, I don't know what turned you on that week, right? Yeah, yeah. We just had a conversation the other day with somebody who was like talking about like they get done masturbating and then they're like looking at it like, what the fuck did I just get off to? And then they're like, <laughs> like oh, what, what happened there? But okay, <laughs> so I love that. Uh, yeah. Where our minds go. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then, and then you have that sort of like post orgasm, like drop. And and maybe Mm -hmm. the thing that was like super hot to you 30 seconds ago, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, what did I do? And like, Mm -hmm. not that I've ever experienced that. But that drop Mm -hmm. comes from tea. That shit is new. I did not have that a while ago. Interesting. Well. I, can, I can. I mean, I can relate to that. I think the drop for oh, for yeah. him is much different than mine, for sure. Oh, yeah, a thousand. Percent. It is. It definitely became a lot more distinct post T, which was like I expected shit to change, but I was like, that is, I am a cartoon character right now. What the fuck? And I had to like relearn how to like how to manage my refractory period and things. Cause for a minute there I was like, sorry, I'm dead to the world for the next 20 minutes. I don't know what you want from me. I just lay here. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I can't remember in the introduction if you if you mentioned that uh that oh. that you were trans as well. So I want to just like come back and <laughs> mention that as that too. <laughs> yes. Yes, these are trans jokes for folks who haven't listened. Uh, I'm a trans guy. I've been on T for oh, oh five years. Five years in four days. Wow. Oh, cool. Uh, it will be my five-year anniversary. Um, so, yeah, it does some weird shit to your body, man. Puberty. Yeah. 
once is enough. I'm, I'm still waiting for it. Uh, one of these days I'll be able to grow a beard. So, yeah. They tell me when I hit 35, maybe. So. I, I, I can maybe get a mustache on a good day, but that's, that's about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there. No, but like, yeah. that's like, that is a really interesting point. And just thanks for, thanks mm-hmm. for sharing your experience of that change of, mm-hmm. of yeah. the, of the drop. Yeah. Bodies are weird, man. Right? Anyway, sexting. Well, yeah. what a, so how about how about incorporating maybe words aren't your thing? Like Yeah. What are you mm-hmm. other suggestions? I was gonna say like photos, videos, other other ideas. Audio, yeah, because you could just send a voice message, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I the smartphones you now like, I'm going to quote Dan Savage again I really don't quote him this often um, but a porn <laughs> studio in your pocket um, but like yeah you have a whole slew of opportunities which is really nice um, to find the medium that works for you they're all going to have different energies right um, I find sending voice messages quite stressful um receiving them make me very nervous in a fun subby way um but in also a like oh god i couldn't possibly um so like understanding how your partner feels about different kinds of messaging and how they respond to them can like they're all tools in your tool belt that you can use in different ways so Voice messages are good for longer-winded things. They're also good for you're going to get all the breathy sounds and the moans and also just your partner's tone of voice, right? Um, They're good for emphasis, especially, right? If you want to suddenly go from written to you're hearing the thing in my voice, right? Whether I am a dominant using that as an opportunity to give a particular command or whether, like, we're sexting and I'm getting off and you get to hear the audio of that bit or whatever. Um, but I tend to use them for punctuation. Folks can use them for any sort of thing. Um, pictures and video is a whole other skill set of creating them. But the, like, I, I make porn. I'm a big fan of them. The, be- the way I have gotten better at taking pictures and videos of my body is by doing it a lot and by looking at other people who do it. Um, There are a lot of people in my feed who have bodies similar to mine. And there are plenty of times where I'm like, huh, I've never looked at my ass from that angle, but theirs looks great. Let me go get my phone. Right. Um, So I'm not going to copy entire things from other people. That's shitty and, you know, bad business practices, but like, you can draw inspiration from different angles or perspectives or that sort of thing. Similarly, when I'm thinking about angles, uh, if I'm thinking about what angles I look best at, but I also with sexting will think about what angles they might be looking at me from if we were doing the thing we were doing. Right. So if I'm talking about you going down on me, I'm probably going to angle the camera down near my junk. So it's like, you're looking up at me. Right. If, you know, if I am talking about being particularly submissive, I might have the camera a little bit higher up over my head. So it's like I'm looking up at you. Right. Um, And pictures and videos don't have to be explicit to be sexy. Right. So just because you're not comfy sending a picture of your bits doesn't mean you can't include include photos in your sex. Right. Um, You can send a picture of a toy you just finished using or 
or two different pairs of underwear and say, which one do you want to see me wear tonight? Um, you can send a picture of your boots and tell someone to lick them, right? Again, I'm be- uh, we're revealing that I'm a pervert, but you know, there are a vast majority of things that are not explicitly sexy in a way, oh gosh, I don't want pictures like that of me out in the world, that you could still share to emphasize the things you're talking about, right? Even a picture of a chair with the caption, I can't wait to bend you over this, is suddenly a sext, even if the picture itself is totally innocuous. Yeah. Right. Which is a great point to bring up because it does, I mean, that, and you, it's rightfully so that people are nervous about putting pictures of themselves out there. And so, yeah. and that's actually a, a leads into another question is how, how do you navigate that for yourself? Because, or work with people on that fear, because it's a totally legitimate concern, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, really, the answer is just trust. And uh, how do you define a, a nebulous thing like that, right? Um, it is a process of, like, putting things out into the world is a whole other hurdle to leap over. But just sending a thing to a person that you are sexting, right? That alone can be nerve-wracking. And there are layers of trust there, right? There is trust that you are going to protect this in the way that you would protect your own nudes or in the way that a reasonable person would expect their own stuff to be protected, right? Um, But there's also trust that you're going to respond well to it and you're going to still think I'm hot and you're going to give me the, like, correct amount of enthusiasm to like reward my vulnerability here Mm -hmm. right and that comes from role modeling little bits of vulnerability and having that trust respected right and you know having conversations with your partner i don't think i don't think anyone that is like really enthusiastic about pushing you to do the thing is someone who is necessarily going to be the best person to trust. I more look at green flags as someone who is really eager to talk to you about why you're uncomfortable doing this. And, you know, maybe they're open that like, no, I would love pictures of your ass. I want you to send them to me when you're comfortable, but like, no, I would deeply love, like they can still be enthusiastic about it, but you want someone who is also eager to do it in a context where you are comfortable to talk to you about if you are a person who cares a lot about like, data security, um, what encrypted apps are we going to use? How, where are you going to store this on your phone or on, like, is it going to get uploaded to clouds, et cetera, right? I sound like an old man. I don't, internet, interwebs and things. Um, but if data security is important to you, you know the questions to ask around that. And you should be comfortable having these conversations. If anyone's going to be cagey about what they're going to do with your nudes, that's when you start to get wary, right? Um, but yeah, I, w- I wish there was a better answer than just we do this with people we trust and we hope that people we trust are worthy of that trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have two points. One of them is a funny story that also has a lesson built into it. And the other one is uh, just on the thought about like what to send – I think there's an, uh, you talked about different things, uh, different ideas and ways to get ideas. One of them that I've always thought is fun is to like, I'll say like, hey, go find a picture on the internet that you want to see me recreate mm. or send me three of them and I'll pick 
two or I'll pick one, whatever, or sending it in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the other way. So that way you, you know, you give the person like, I want to see you like this. And I think there's something mm-hmm. kind of fun to that um, f- for me personally. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the anecdote, my blooper is, uh, <laughs> I know the story. And I don't. It, I, don't even, I, I know which one you're going to tell without even. I know. I, I'm aware. <laughs> um, and, it, and it has a lesson built in. So, the lesson is that WhatsApp, um, at least mm. by default, as far as I know, auto saves messages. Yes, it auto does. saves oh, photos. Auto photos saves media, videos. media. Yeah, yeah, photos and videos to your phone, probably in some folder. Um, mm-hmm. But on my phone, it saved it into a folder. But then that folder then shows up in like my main photo feed. Mm -hmm. So we had been uh, communicating with a couple and had received, but what I would say is probably our first dick pic ever. Consensually. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I had sent, I had responded with one to this couple. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of months later, I we like our current partners, we'd started these relationships and this was the first time I'd ever really been like, Hey, other person I'm interested in, like, would you actually want a dick pic? And she was like, yeah, I would. Yeah. So I jumped into my phone. I was like, well, I don't like, I can't send, like, I can't take one right now, but like I could send one, but it's a little bit, you know, it's a couple months old, but it hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, So I (laughs) scrolling through and the little thumbnail and there's like, I was like, oh, there's two photos. I don't remember taking two photos, but anyway, grabbed one, sent it. As soon as it, as soon as it sent, I was like. Well, that's not our coffee table. We don't have an orange coffee <laughs> mug. And then I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, shit, not mine. <laughs> Let me. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean not yours? And I was like, well, that's not my dick. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, not- <laughs> I, Apparently, there's other ones on my phone. I, don't know. I was like, I had two. I had a 50-50 shot, and I missed. So, like, the first, <laughs> the first dick pic I sent to my partner was not even my own. And then I had to text the guy and be like, so fun story. I accidentally sent your dick pic to a partner. Uh, didn't know it got saved to my phone. So took care of that problem. And he was like, <laughs> he thought it was funny and it was a good time. So, so the moral of the story is nice. be careful what gets auto saved to your phone and where and double check before you send things. Cause mm-hmm. you never know whose dick you're sending to who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that. So I also have WhatsApp primarily for sexting. Uh, and also learned that it automatically downloads things when opening Google phone, like chatting with someone all that, like got like lots of good stuff or whatever. And then opened Google so- photos. And it was just a sea of his yeah. dick. Just, and I was like, Oh Jesus. I mean, hello. I mean, no, I mean, well, <laughs> anyway, we're just going to lock that folder. I mean, like I, I do stress out anytime I show someone a picture on oh, my yeah. phone and they reach for it. Absolutely not. Like, you don't get to hold my phone while looking at pictures. The, there is more porn than safe-for-work pictures on that thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's fun when you meet somebody who is uh, in the know because they'll, like, they'll take your phone and mm-hmm. then they'll go, can I swipe? And you're like, you know what? You can because you asked. You so asked. swipe away. Like I don't. Like, you you were you you earned it. Go ahead and swipe away. So yeah, be prepared. <laughs> exactly. Sure, sure. Exactly. But you don't know what you're gonna find. So, yeah. That's my answer. It's like as long as you're okay with what you find. I honestly, there's a number of people in my life that haven't seen my nudes at this point. I live, <laughs> live a weird life. <laughs> 
well, we've, <laughs> oh man, we've covered a lot of ground. Do you have anything else that you I, want? To, I have another you do? thing. Sorry. Okay. You had two. You spoke Ooh. two. I thought I, didn't I spoke mean, I didn't, two. I was only allowed two. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm going over my quota. So I just, so this one is sort of like a catch all of like, I know, Bex, you've been in probably a lot of different relationship dynamics, some that are maybe long distance, some that are near distance, um, short distance, I guess is the opposite of long. Uh, New relationships, existing relationships. How do you see sexting show up like in all of these different dynamics? And do you do you still feel it has a place in like maybe a 10 year old relationship where you you know everything you live together you don't like where is the opportunity to like work sexting in there versus like i can see a long distance it makes sense but like what is your take on this yeah yeah absolutely i mean certainly there are people who come to sexting out of like uh a need right out of circumstance and long distance and this is the, this is our best access to sex type things. But there are a ton of other functions in conserve, right? Um, I mean, it can be fun. So my favorite thing about sexting is it can be done in otherwise vanilla scenarios, right? So I can... I, sure, I might live with my partner, but if they're at the office and I'm at my job or whatever, we can still enjoy sexting as foreplay for doing something later on when we get home, right? I love sexting as foreplay in general, if we're talking like NRE type stuff, a really great way to like dabble in. We're going to play. We're getting to know each other's preferences. I'm learning about the way you're talking about having your body touched, and eventually I'm going to get to do those things. But there are still things to learn, whether even when I've been dating someone for 10 years, right? Like, I, there are plenty of times where someone might describe touching their body in a particular way. And I'm like, wow, I haven't actually thought about that, huh? Right? Um, so there are things to explore there. There's also, like I said, the fun of like sexting at work or even being at the same party and like sexting little like dirty things under the table next to each other or whatever, so that you have this like, private conversation in this public experience that that's really fun you can also sexting the the beautiful thing about sexting is there really aren't limits on what you can do as long as the people you're doing them with want to do those and are having fun with them right i can't have sex in space or have my partner literally consume me while we're fucking like a vampire, right? Or werewolf or something, right? But they can tell me in detail what it would be like to do that, right? Um, So if you have fantasies of things that you aren't ready to explore, right? Threesomes are complicated, especially if you're not used to having them bringing a whole other human into your dynamic is an emotionally fraught thing to navigate. And you have a third person with a whole other set of feelings that you're dealing with. Sexting about a threesome, ugh, so much easier, right? So it might be a practical thing that's feasible, but just too much work right now. Or it could be impossible, right? Sex at the bottom of the sea. I'm going to get fucked by a tentacle monster and you're going to tell me all about it, right? All kinds of absurd things that you're like, I don't know, but I thought about it and it was kind (laughs) of hot, right? Um, You can dabble in something that you want to explore one day or that you're never going to. But like this like shared imagination space of a sexting session is such a fun way to 
dabble in things and try things out. It's like the Star Trek holodeck, right? You can try it on without like having to really live through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, the, one of the things you touched on in there is actually one of my, one of my favorite things to actually recommend to people is like the, cause I think using texting or sexting as foreplay yeah. is such a great tool. But then you, we've talked to so many people who are like, Oh, it's so hard to transition from like a stressful day at work, or I've just been like dealing with the kids. And now while well, I put the kids to bed and my partner's ready to like get it on. And I've just been in like mom brain or dad brain or whatever parent mm-hmm. brain. And it's like, but if you can, it's even like, it's the foreplay to the foreplay, right? It's the like, mm-hmm. let's get in that mindset. Like, let's shift out of crazy mode to like sexy mode and let's do it, you know, via texting. And I, I think it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great tool for making that transition easier where you're, you're not like, oh, now we got to like power through some, you know, sex tonight. It's like, no, we've been talking about this all day and we're just like ready for it. And like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, throw the damn kid in the bed and let's get in there because we've been like, I've been waiting to do this for 12 hours. So it, it really changes yeah. the dynamic. Yeah, I hear a lot of people um, kind of push back against the idea of scheduled sex or planned sex as if it is like boring or takes out the mood or whatever. I My Virgo ADHD ass is like, no, I get to organize and anticipate and plan a thing and then do it. Fantastic. Love that ideal situation for me. Um, But if you are a person who like, oh, looking at the calendar and seeing date and knowing that like sex is coming is like less fun for you. Sexting is a really great way to like, no, builds that anticipation and take this planned thing and help it feel like, I don't know, a little more deliberate and uh, anticipated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, I won't interrupt you this time as you try to wrap it up. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> I think I'm out of things finally. No, it, it was an amazing <laughs> conversation and wide ranging. And, you know, I hope that the take a uh, takeaway from this is that there's ways to add sexing to your relationships or life that can be fun and low stress and work for you and 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 maybe even make you some maybe you're really good at it and now you're on sex panther maybe yeah (laughs) maybe make you some money too uh and and i just encourage people to um get curious and and see see what what works for them and uh it may not work for you or you may be an expert by now (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i love it well Bex, can you tell people where they can find you, all of your work? And actually, one of the things on your website is a primer on sexting, so they can read a, a nice little concise version of this. Um, you know, maybe they're more, they would like, there's actually a bunch of examples on how to do the yes and, and it's a really great resource. So how do people find all of this stuff? And show notes will yeah. be populated with all of the links to everything you're about to say. Excellent. You can head to bextalksex.com, which has that sexting primer. Uh, It's called Write It Better Than You Ever Felt It, which is a fallout boy reference for any folks who uh, didn't catch that one. Brings me deep joy, and it's a joke only for me, but it's fine. Um, But that's over at bextalksex.com. I have all my resources there. I also have a workshop by the same name and a number of other workshops that you can see over there. I teach workshops 
every Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern on Zoom. Tickets, again, available at my website, BexTalkSex.com. I'm BexTalkSex on Twitter and Instagram. I advertise and such. Hang out with y'all over there. And if you would like uh, the naked or sexier side of this thing that I do online, you can go to at Billy Lore on Twitter or at Billy Lore underscore on Instagram and find all of my links there. Promise, real good at telling you how to give me money. I need it to survive. <laughs> Love it. And and I'm I'm ashamed that we have to do this again. You also have a podcast. I had to remind yes, you I of this. Yes, I also have a podcast. I had to remind God, you of this on our last job. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a podcast called The Dildorks. All things uh, sex, dating, and masturbating, and kink conversations with my best friend, Kate Sloan, who is a sex blogger and sex journalist, and just real clever human being. We release new episodes every Tuesday, so you can search The Dildorks in your favorite podcast app to join us over there. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> well, well, yes, yeah. thank you. Right, yeah. right. Good thing like you have the reminder there, but thank you again, Bex, for everything, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we'll send a bunch of people your way, so thanks again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And we're back. A huge, huge thank you to Bex for coming on the show and everything that you shared and for this amazing conversation all about sexting. We hope all of you learned something and go check it out. I'm sorry. No, that's not what I was going to say. Go try it out. That's right. And let us know how it goes. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I will say uh, THX Bex. I'm going to speak in text for the rest of this outro. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going to be interesting. No one's going to listen to this. They're just going to go, oh, I'm done with this episode now. (laughs) Anyway, T.Y. Bex for coming on the podcast. Okay, I'm going to take over. So thank you, Bex, for everything. We love the work that you do, and we're excited to get this out there. A quick reminder, links to everything that Bex mentions are on our website in the the show notes. You can get there by going to normalizingnonmonogamy.com and clicking on the podcast tab or just by following the link in your little podcast player. I agree. Come on, you have to admit you've LOL'd a few times during this. (laughs) You're just over there thinking about different texting. I've been thinking about them for weeks. Use. I've been thinking about them for weeks. This isn't new. <laughs> okay, and I challenge you. How do you sext in in those terms? In like acronyms and short abbreviations. Check your phone. Okay, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> so anyway, next Wednesday we have another amazing interview with Allie and Galen. They live on a boat. They're boat people. We already talked about how that might be offensive. But In the last episode. That's okay. We also, otherwise known as cruisers. Cruisers, yes. <laughs> so again, thank you, Bex, for coming on. It was an amazing conversation. We can't wait to bring you back on the show, have an interview, and talk about your whole story. That's coming out in a few weeks. Spoiler alert, we've already done the conversation. Yes. So, yes. And I think that's it. I think that's it. We'll see everyone next week. T-T- Bye. T-T-Y-L. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.